It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy yo Hot time scrolling for your long truants You might learn something you never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind I was gone for a minute. Now I'm back with the jump off. Straws in the club in case something pops off. That is my rendition. Big up yourself, Lil Kim. Thank you for that. The jump off. Yes, I'm back. Back is he back. Back, 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 back. Back recording. Um, if you're watching this video, I'm not wearing a bra today because I'm just living my life, my best life. It is what it is. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm back. Welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mum. I am Kalechi Okafor and I'm just a baby girl. I'm just a baby girl. So why have I been off? So some of you know, quite a few of you don't know from the messages that you've been sending me and really pissing me off. But um, I took a couple of weeks out because I had a miscarriage. So all that time I was pregnant. Holding a baby in my uterus. Yeah. Jokes aside, yeah, I had a miscarriage. It's been a very, very sad time. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I won't say life goes on and all of that malarkey that people have been saying to me and really, really pissing me off. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I'll just work through it, you know, my partner and I would just work through it. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been very difficult. Obviously, I need everyone at St. Thomas's Hospital in Westminster to suck their mother. Anyone from the accident and emergency ward, as well as the gynecology ward, they were absolutely useless. Now, I don't know if that's because of the state of the NHS and um, because of the lack of funding from the Tories or what, but the care was abysmal so that is all I'll say about that and I've complained about that and I will escalate it as much as possible not that they are at fault for um it happening you know because as much as it annoys me when people say this these things do happen but it's just that they were just useless basically but I've taken the time to heal or, you know, to, to start my healing um, emotionally, mentally, physically. I've gone back to the gym this week, just being really kind to myself and taking it super easy because some days I feel very, very sad. Some days I feel very, very angry. Like I had this phase and I think I still have that phase where um, I'm feeling extremely angry because I had a lot of stress um, around the time of the pregnancy, was trying to keep it quiet um, and, you know, wait till the right time to say something I want. I was thinking of really creative ways of announcing it and whatever. But I had so much stress from a number of, um, you know, channels, most especially, you know, at the studio, two teachers, one had to be fired, one threw a tantrum and took herself out. And they just having to deal with behavior that seemed 
to me, it seemed otherworldly. Like they weren't aware that I was pregnant, but I just thought to myself like, wow, why are you all doing this madness at this time? But I think that that was the energy that you know, the pregnancy brought along and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. It was almost like it was clearing away all of the negative people. Some people who I never knew would even behave in the ways that they were behaving through the, during the pregnancy, I was able to really see them for who they are and move them all to the side. But, um, yeah. And so I've, i I feel that for the, the two particular people from studio stuff as well as some people here and there from outside I just feel like I've got this unforgiving energy right now that I will work through not for their sake but for mine where I swear I hate them and I'll hate them until the moment I die because when you go through trauma like that you just think if this hadn't happened maybe I would have been less stressed and um, I would have been less stressed and could have avoided this but the fact of the matter is who knows why it is, you know, it is what it is, literally. Um, and I'm not someone that li really likes to imprison myself with the concept of why, 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 why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? Where, where, where? Why, why, why? Because why, as I said in my Insta stories, why locks you in to that prison? You are only ever there in the past And I refuse to live in the past My focus is on what now Like what what happens now Where How do I grow from here How do I feel all of these things And move forward um, And I remember pulling one of these Black Angel cards And it basically told me Like I think it was the Medicine Woman card And it was just like You can't run from these feelings Like you have to feel them And you can't run by giving yourself over and being of service to other people um in other words like making the podcast and doing things and tweeting and all of that no just take the time to work through your emotions and stop finding a way to kind of flip it and make it um palatable for other people this isn't the time for that so I really had to like just take the time out and feel all of the things that I needed to feel and I'm still feeling them I don't think you know big up Hodan Hodan sent me um a postcard that I love so much that says healing is not linear you know you don't just heal in a straight line some days you just have some really bullshit days and and that is valid and it is right and it is yours and it is a blessing so yeah, man, just just taking it as it is. But I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everybody who sent me um, loving messages, even some of the misguided ones where they were trying to help me find reasons for why it could have happened. Like, oh, you know, I guess, you know, the soul was too big for the womb. I, I, I don't need any of that. It was some, someone even saying to me, oh, maybe it's because, you know, your active lifestyle, you know, so maybe resting or just shut up because I'm actually, if for those who don't know, I've been a personal trainer for years and I'm also a very specialized personal trainer. Like all of these bitches out here in these streets that like to do surgery by their bum and then start giving you books on how you should build your bum and how you should build your body when they bought theirs. They're out here calling themselves experts. Nah, gee, I'm a, I am a motherfucking expert when it comes to personal training. That's what I am. When it comes to fitness expert, that's what I be. Yeah. And so for that reason, you know, I'm also qualified in antenatal and postnatal exercise. So I've literally trained numerous women from the moment that they find out to they're pregnant and that they're pregnant to the moment that they give birth. And it's been cool. It's been cool as hell. So just shut up, shut your mouth, shut your lips, shut your pussy. All right. Thanks. So, um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who sent me loving, um, beautiful messages, literally every message regardless has been wonderful. I think I only received one nasty message. Um, 
And I think it was sent from the high school person that I mentioned in the previous episode. Um, because the reason I think this obviously is because on the day that the miscarriage was happening, I was at the hospital and my partner said to me, oh, look, such and such just clicked like on a, a picture of mine from like over a year ago. So from when I blocked her, she obviously went on my partner's page and was trying to pre, but she's obviously shit at pre and like fam tip. Like life tip If you're going to go And pre someone's page That you're not meant to be on At least have a fake Fucking profile Don't do it from your page So we saw that it was her And I screenshotted it Because I just wanted that As proof that you were Where you did not need to be Um and she obviously then listened to the episode or watched the episode and um, left a comment on YouTube saying, and to think your miscarriage happened after you recorded this episode. So on Monday morning, when I posted about the miscarriage, she then commented in the evening. And I just think that you have to be a very, very unwell and unhappy individual to know that someone has had some that sort of experience and to write something like that I don't even have to wish you bad because you are generating all of the karma that you want life to bring back to you and when it's negative energy such as that life will give that back to you threefold and so that is your own wahala to deal with I'm just out here being a baby a baby girl and progressing in the way that I need to progress and that's the way it will always be as far as I'm concerned God has not failed me yet ever ever every time I look back on the things that have happened in my life that I've seemed uh, that have seemed negative and everything else they've been a very definite stepping stone to get me to a a place where I am extremely joyful. And Khalil Gibran even says it, that the thing that carves the sorrow, you know, the, the sorrow that carves into the depth of your soul makes it deeper, um, or yeah, makes it deeper for you to be able to hold more joy. Something like that. From the prophet. I was paraphrasing. That was really bad. But yeah, big up Khalil Gibran. I love his works. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's move on then. That's my main announcements. But yeah, obviously I'm back now doing bits. Um, and also a big shout out, stroke fuck you to people who, I don't know why you don't know of my other platforms, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. Well, not Twitter, because I didn't mention anything on Twitter, but Instagram, no, the person actually messaged me on um, Instagram and said, when are you releasing a new um, episode? Bitch, like I've put it on my page that I've had a motherfucking miscarriage. Why are you chasing me down for episodes? Maybe I want to chill. or Maybe I never want to record again. Did you consider that? Like this entitlement that people feel like they have to you like oh I know you're going through whatever you're going through but could you now do this for me so also elephant in the room I've cut my hair um before any white people ask like I said in my insta story wasn't done for any sort of grief or like is, is it in African culture do you cut your hair because you're graving no I just decided to cut it because I've been wanting to cut my hair for a while and just live a short hair baby girl life um so yeah, so having this haircut, really growing into it, getting used to it. I'm used to big hair and that says a lot about Eurocentric beauty ideals and me finding myself more um, attractive and marketable when I have big hair. So I'm growing into this and I think it's good to be honest about that. I love the haircut, but I'm, I'm still growing into it. My confidence is still growing into it. So anyway, I contacted a photographer who knew of the miscarriage and I said, oh, 
I want to get new headshots done. Um, have your rates changed? He said, yeah, yeah, the rates have changed to this amount. But if you don't want to pay that rate, find me th- like a, a few people who want to have their headshots done and they pay full price and then you don't pay anything. Like, why do you think I would have the time or the energy to be finding people to have headshots done when I've just had a fucking miscarriage? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? So, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just thought I'd get that out there. Now onto tarot. So the card that was pulled this week, well, two cards, obviously, but the card that was pulled from the Black Angel card is the Earth Mother. So nice and colorful. And she's got like a head wrap and she's got the sun, the stars, the trees and um, the sun and the moon holding them all up, just looking beautiful, the Earth Mother. So the Earth Mother, I'll tell you what that what the book says about the Earth Mother says on the waking path, um, she has a lot of tenacity on the sleeping path. She has a lot of wariness. Um, You have the will to be who you are on the waking path as Earth Mother. You represent endurance, inclusiveness and strength. Your incredible show of will and determination is admired. You are potent as Earth Mother. You always manifest your wishes, desires, choices and intentions. Many want to be perceived as Earth Mothers, but you know all too well what being an Earth Mother may be. And that being an earth mother may be one of the greatest and at the same time difficult ways in which to live. You are at the center of things, watching, embracing and living um, and all living beings. Your fortitude and firmness provide a foundation for those who lack your tenacity. You see the vastness of life. The key to your life is that you realize you are not alone and that is um, and that it is your collaboration with those around you that creates such a powerful life force within you. You also know that your resiliency comes from the security that you create for yourself. On the waking path, you feel determined and confident about your life. You may appear sedentary, but your movements are calculated and purposeful. Your manifestations are solid and made tangible for all to see. As an earth mother on the sleeping path, you might be afraid to acknowledge that there are a few craters in the ground you rely on. You appear strong, but you have not faced your true feelings and emotions. Your avoidance of feelings and emotions can cause huge gaps in your life story. Also, this can cause you to be disconnected from the basic elements of life. If you are not connected to the elements of um to the elements you lack a connection to what they bring to your life fire you lack the origin ancestral connection creativity strength and action water you lack the cleansing the cooling reflecting peacemaking healing reconciliation and flow earth you lack the home the rootedness harmony belonging identity nourishment in terms of food evolution emotions mineral remembering wisdom is in your bones healing spirit stories of life nature Change, transformation, wildness, mystery, magic, birth and death and authenticity is what you lack. Wind and air, breath, liberation, integration of all elements. As Earth Mother, you may be accustomed to being perceived as strong. This perception could have developed over time throughout the generations of your ancestral and cultural lineage. Past ancestral experiences of harsh, oppressive conditions such as slavery, genocide, massacres, extreme poverty may bring forth the need to present yourself as strong. Such a need to be strong has been passed on to you. 
On the sleeping path, your soul gets worn down in such illusion of strength. Legacies of the tragedies of humanity can fight with your true nature of being soft and sensitive for fear of being hurt or destroyed. You no longer need to carry the load of the mule to prove you are worthy and valuable. There is also no need to prove to the world that you can hold it all. Have you noticed any crumbling in your wall of endurance? You may fear finding out that your sense of strength may be false. Your, for renewal and balance, you will need to face yourself completely. You can say more often, no, I can't do any more than I'm doing right now. Know that you are lovable, even in your fragile condition. Take a bite out of the apple instead of eating the whole apple with a way to digest it all, without a way to digest it all. Um, take time to be with other earth mothers and be nurtured when you need to let go and let down. But, but instead you hold, when you need to let go and let down, but instead you hold on or hold up then you are widening the gap between your heart and your spirit you are not alone in this life so that's what it says about earth mother and it's so it resonated with me so much especially when it talked about um taking on strong as a character and um not allowing for vulnerability and sensitivity to come forth for the fear of being destroyed or hurt and i think that that's what i'm finding that in life I've got this facade and people say to me, wow, you're so confident. You're so strong. But being confident and strong actually means that people come even more so to take hits at me because it's like, oh, Kalechi can take it. Bat, 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 bat. Whether it's trolls, whether it's people that I actually know in life, it's like, oh, she can take it. So I don't have to have the space to feel that vulnerability, the very, very vulnerability that I'm trying to um, keep away for the very same reasons of being hurt and attacked constantly. So, and that's not even in a, like a victim-y way, like the sense, sense of attacking, but I mean, literally like through actions and words, I just see people moving mad all the time. And it's because, oh, it's Kalechi. She's achieved so much. She can take it because, well, you know, it is what it is. And I guess it comes from a place of envy. I don't know. But if that resonates with you, please take it in. It says that you are not alone. There is no need to keep doing things by yourself. And it says, you know, find other earth mothers who can nurture you as well, because you find that oftentimes you are the one nurturing everybody else around you. And that can make you feel a sense of resentment because it's like, so who looks after me? And so when I actually found out, well, when the miscarriage happened, the first thing I told my partner was, yep, I want to go to Poland. want to go and stay with your mum because she is for me, the other earth mother energy that I know, like she has such a nurturing, kind and beautiful spirit. From the moment I met her, I was like, nah, this is a true, true Polish baby girl. Like she is a, just a rascal G and she's everything. So big up yourself, Elżbieta. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I knew that I needed to get to Poland and be in her presence as soon as possible because that is where I feel that I don't need to be anybody other than who I am. And I can just rest in that knowledge. So I was in Poland, um, weekend just gone and it was beautiful to lie down on her sofa and do fuck all other than just sleep, sleep, sleep and feel all of the emotions and know that I was okay and I was safe there. So I implore other earth mothers and that's not just earth mothers, um, who are you know, female or, you know, identify as women. That's also men as well, because you have that feminine energy. If you find that all around you, you're looking after people, maybe find other people who can help look after you. So it's, there's some reciprocity. Otherwise that shit can take you out. And so the tarot card from the Rider Waite Smith deck that I pulled was 
funny enough, the three of pentacles and the three of pentacles is all about community. So the last word that it's, um, the last sentence that is said here um, was, you are not alone in this life. And this is literally for me what the three of pentacles card represents. So the three of pentacles, you see like an architect um, he's been building some aspect of a church, it looks like, and he's put three pentacles in the archway and he's got two people next to him. I think a monk who's obviously overseeing everything and some next dude. And they're looking at the plans of the work that the architect has been doing. Um, or Yeah. And that just signifies community. Like you can't do everything alone. And this is what this experience so far has shown me that however strong you might believe yourself to be, to get to where you need to get to, you're going to have to rely on other people at times. And the thing is, you are fantastic. You are brilliant. You are divine as you are, but there are certain skills that other people have that you don't have. So let them bring those skills to the table. So that way you can get to where you need to get to stronger, not just faster, but stronger. So this card really, really reminded me that like we, we need to remember that no man is an island and yes, people can let you down. And sometimes that's where the fear comes from of relying on other people. But just remember that it does take a village. It literally does take a village. So let people help when they can. It really does make a difference. So those are the cards for this week. Moving on then to um, share your magnificence. So I've got... Who have I got? I've got two magnificent people this week. Um, my first share your magnificence goes out to Courtney. So Courtney um is a paramedic, lovely, lovely lady, nice and just lovely white lady. I love white women who get it, and Courtney is a white woman who gets it. Like she is just lovely. Like that's the only adjective that's coming to my head, but she's really, really just a nice person who gets shit and we can crack jokes. And she's always been cool with me. She comes to my twerk classes. Um, and like I said, she works as a paramedic. So on the Sunday, um, when I was teaching twerk, I started to notice that I was feeling really, really incredibly unwell to the point where I had to cancel the twerk class mid, like after like, I don't know, 10 minutes, I had to cancel the class and say to everyone, you know what, I'll refund you this session because um, I'm not feeling well at all. And I've got a very high pain threshold, but that shit was fucking me up. And did, little did I know that was just the beginning of the miscarriaging um, or miscarriage happening. And Courtney happened to be in class that day. Obviously she's off shift. She's not on shift. And um, she said to me, oh, I'm not going to go. Um, I'm not going to leave you here by yourself. You don't look well at all. And cut a long story short, she took me from the studio to um, in an Uber to the hospital. We got she took me through the A&E entrance because she wasn't going to with all the blood allow me to go to the front um, entrance and whatever else. It looked like, I don't know, a murder scene. It was so horrendous and also humiliating at the time as well. Just I was covered in blood that started in um the uber this might feel like tmi for you all but it's my show so anyway um but the uber guy had those leather seat covers so it helped but i didn't even know that i would start bleeding to that extent um 
And this is the very, very real reality of it. So when people are messaging me, where's the podcast? That's what I was going through. So um, she took me through the A&E entrance. They took me to a room straight away. They were so useless at St. Thomas's. She was the one that got me a new gown when my other gown was blood soaked. She got me a bowl when I started throwing up profusely. Um, she, the nurse that was assigned to me came to come and check my blood pressure and she couldn't get the machine to work. And she goes, it's not working it's not working and she walks out so Courtney waits for her to go Courtney comes restraps my um you know the pressure armband thing and presses the machine and lo and behold there is my blood pressure on the system on the screen so the whole the whole last nurse did not know how to work the blood pressure machine that is wild to me extremely wild and um, Courtney called all my family because everyone was busy doing their own things um because you know it's a Sunday she managed to get in touch with my family, let them know where I was. And she was just, she managed to make me laugh in a moment that was just so tragic. Like she managed to make me laugh and keep me comfortable. And I just feel internally indebted to you, Courtney. Thank you so much for looking after me. You have been a baby girl even before this incident. I appreciate you greatly. Even donated when I was going to get the Peckham studio. Like I am so thankful that you exist and this is why I say that God hasn't failed me yet because on the day that was just so horrendous, there was still literally an angel there to support me and look after me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that greatly. So thank you so much, Courtney. Um, and yeah, so that was it. Thank you. That's my magnificence, Courtney. And then I have an email from Juliana. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Juliana wrote in before um, to the show and she wrote in again during the time that I was taking a break. I'm not sure if she actually knew why I was taking a break, but she still wrote in anyway. So I appreciate you so much, Juliana. Thank you. You're again, and my share, your magnificence. You're, you're my magnificent person again. So Juliana says, hello, Kelechi. It may be strange receiving such a personal message from a complete stranger. I have written to you once before and I hope it's okay to write again. I just wanted to say that as your follower, you have touched and, um, as one of your followers, you have touched and influenced our lives so positively that all we can do is give back in whatever small way we can. I heard about your miscarriage and I just wanted to reach out and say that we are behind you always. We see you and hear you and we feel your pain. And most of all, we see the selflessness with which you fight the good fight and we see that you are human. I hope you know that we do not support you only when you are putting out work. We will support you also in times of grief and of healing and of taking a break always. I'm just just beginning my journey to become a healer and I've been sending you healing thoughts and prayers. I will continue to do so. I hope this helps in any way. With all my appreciation, gratitude and well wishes, Juliana. Thank you so much, Juliana, because I remember the first time I read that. I don't know why I forgot that you had heard about the miscarriage, but I remember the first time I read that just feeling so emotional because I literally felt all of the well wishes. Like it was a tragic it's been a tragic time but it's also been such a wonderful time feeling literally everyone wishing me well and wanting me to recover and come back stronger so thank you so so much Juliana and I think that that matters like I said earlier just I was frustrated by some people messaging me like when's the podcast coming out even though they were aware from my page what had happened as if well if you're not giving me anything then why are you here because I need this and you can fuck right off because I'm not here to just be consumed or put out content for you to consume you can go to someone else for here for, for all of that like I do things 
the way that I want to do them when I feel well enough to do them. So I appreciate knowing that people like Juliana understand that, like your proper, just absolute G's. And I appreciate you. So that's it for Share Your Magnificence. Um, moving on to So You Mad. So You Mad. So my first So You Mad um <laughs> Shout out to Ethiopia. You, geez, like you guys have been like goals from early. You, Ethiopia has been goals from early because they take no shit. As a country, you lot take no shit. And I appreciate you for that. So Ethiopia have hollered at the Victoria and Albert Museum. And they've basically said, my geez, give us back all of our things, all of the things that you took from our country in the 1800s, we want that shit back. So this is uh, from The Independent. It says, Ethiopia demands Britain return all countries' artifacts held by Victorian Albert Museum. So... It says here, Ethiopia has demanded Britain permanently return all artifacts that originated in the African country, but are now held by the Victorian Albert Museum. An Ethiopian official said the government would not accept them on a loan. The declaration comes after the museum, one of London's most popular tourist attractions, put treasures plundered by British forces from the East African nation in 1868 on display. Well, it would be exciting if the items um, held at the VNA could be part of a long-term loan with a cultural institution in Ethiopia. That's what the museum director, Tristram Hunt, has said. These items have never been on a long-term loan in Ethiopia. But as we look to the future, I think that we're interested in our partnerships um, what we're interested in are partnerships around conversation, um, conservation, interpretation, heritage management, and these need to be supported by government assistance so that institutions like VNA can support sister institutions in Ethiopia. Among the items on display are sacred manuscripts and gold taken from the Battle of Magdala 150 years ago when British troops ransacked the fortress of Emperor, um, Emperor Tewodros II. So Ethiopia have basically said the offer of a loan isn't going to work for us. What we have asked for was the restitution of our heritage, our Magdala heritage, looted from Magdala 150 years ago. We presented our request in 2007 and we're waiting for it. Government Minister Hyru Voldemar, that's what they said. Um, Voldemariam, sorry. Um, so... They went on to say, it is clearly known where these treasures came from and whom they belong to. Our main demand has never been to borrow them. Ethiopia's demand has always been the restoration of those illegally looted treasures, not to borrow them. The VNA then says, the VNA is committed to continuing this important and wide-ranging dialogue with colleagues at the Ethiopian Embassy in London. They also said, as custodian of these Ethiopian treasures, we have the responsibility to celebrate the beauty of their craftsmanship, shine a light on their cultural and religious significance, and reflect on their living meaning while being open about how they came to Britain. I just... Do you know how fucking cheeky you have to be to steal shit from somebody? And then when the person asks for their shit back, you go, mm, I'm now the custodian of this item. It is now mine. 
I can give it to you on the loan. Bitch, you're not going to give me my fucking shit back on the loan. It's mine. It's it's literally mine. Like you've written on the plaque next to it. You've said that it, it's mine. Yet you want to loan it back. To, wow. If that doesn't sum up like British imperialistic colonialist mentality i don't know what does you motherfuckers take things and then when people ask for all of their things back like i don't know their fucking country if not their country then they're fucking artifacts then you turn around and go mm, i don't know I, I don't know if i can do that i don't know i don't know if i can give it back to you i'm really sorry i've become very i've grown accustomed to her face you give me my things back and ethiopia asked you to return their shit from 2007 you motherfuckers it's taking you 11 years to respond like wow wow you just don't want to give the things back and this is the thing most of your museums would be redundant if you actually gave back all of the things you stole it's wild to me that you can go and steal shit from someone's country and then put it out on display like <laughs> i stole this in 1800 <laughs> i stole this in the 1600s <laughs> how dare you how dare you you dirty stinky stinky smelly motherfuckers taking shit that does not belong to you and having the cheek to now call yourself the custodians you're not any motherfucking custodian you know who the custodian is ethiopia because it's their thing it's, it's theirs it's literally theirs and leading on from there the uproar about rihanna what rihanna wore at the met gala like so many white christians clearly white christians jumping up being like oh it's cultural appropriation for people to dress up um in religious garb or whatever whatever um so it's funny that you guys know the word cultural you know the phrase cultural appropriation when it suits you which tells me that you've always known that you're culturally appropriating but you'll pretend like you don't know because you haven't found a solid enough counter argument and now you think you found one but bitch you really really haven't first of all you motherfuckers stole christianity from the ethiopians so let's be clear about that all of the motherfucking shit all the regalia you wear you don't even know historically how that came to be you you whitewashed christianity that's what you did because the bible is fully telling you jesus had woolly hair but then you're giving me one guy with flowing locks for fucking what who is that i don't recognize that i don't recognize that so if, first of all, Rihanna decides to dress as a pope or a bishop and she was giving us looks and she looks better than your crusty pope, then that's your problem. Rihanna was serving looks. And if anybody is entitled to Christianity, ancestrally, I'd say she's more entitled to Christianity, seeing as we all know that Christianity, Christianity predates your European Christianity from, from by Ethiopia. So just shut up. Also, if we're not even looking at the fact that Christianity in Ethiopia predates any of the motherfucking shit that anybody else was doing, let's just look at the fact that when you now got a hold of Christianity, you spread that bitch Catholic, um, your 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 Catholic religion. You spread that shit all over, and you used it as a way to enslave people and to colonize people. You did that. So if Rihanna wants to dress up as whatever the hell she wants to dress up as, it is simply your fault. Because if you didn't want that to happen, you shouldn't have brought your shit to my yard in the first place. Basically. So let's just be clear on that. But you're just angry, really, because Rihanna didn't come as an angel. She didn't come as Mary. She came as the head of the church. Church. that's what she came as and that's why you're vexed because really for black women to insinuate that they have any power really bothers you like it really gets you lot and your and your 
child abusing, molesting, molesting, jiggly balls into a twist. That's what really bothers you. And I'm glad that she did it because nobody's raising their voice about um, Jared Leto looking like Jesus or um, Lana Del Rey, how she was dressed. No one's bothered about that, but you're bothered about Rihanna specifically looking like a G and looking like a Pope. Sorry, cry all of your tears, cry all of your white tears because we haven't collected them for a while. So let's, let's just start collecting them, bitches. So that's what I wanted to say about that. And so you mad. And then moving on from that, um, is, um, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby and R. Kelly have blocked me on Twitter. I'm so sad. Fuck you, dumb pricks, cunts, dickheads. You're blocking me on Twitter for just making you aware of the hyperbole that you are relying on. One of you, both of you are sexual predators. And that is what I let you know on Twitter that both of you are sexual predators and you have a fucking cheek to now be um, online and letting your, your attorneys release statements or your uh, your PR consultants or whatever releasing statements, your publicists rece- um, releasing statements saying, oh, um, the way that R. Kelly and Bill Cosby have been treated is akin to public lynchings. A public lynching. So many black people were actually lynched, like l- actually lynched. Like they were hung from fucking trees. They were hu- they were hanged from trees for being black. For being black, they were lynched. Like and and two men, I think, were were recently lynched in America by a group of white guys. Like that's actually happening But you want to compare the fact that The rightful anger that people are feeling Towards you and the fact that you have Violated so many young girls And women you want to compare it to public lynching Fuck you and you can block me in this Life and ten times life um, ten, time, ten lives after this But I will continue to tell you the same thing That you're dirty, you're stinky You're smelly and I want them To find the deepest hole in the prison To bury you motherfuckers in Because what you've done and what you could these women are scarred let's go there like you've scarred so many young women and older women you've scarred them for the rest of their lives and you're out here wanting to still wield your power because oh people saw you as mr huxtable or people saw you as this r&b um god both of anybody can get it i don't care how talented you feel that you are anybody can get it if you're out here violating people you deserve to get got Okay, so block me all you want to. I'm going to find different ways of cussing out your asses and you will not be able to stop me because you need to be told about yourselves. And I'm glad that Spotify have now removed all of R. Kelly's songs off Spotify because mute R. Kelly, hashtag mute R. Kelly needs to be, continue to grow. Big up Ava DuVernay and all of the um, celebrities who are speaking up about this, most especially black celebrities, female celebrities who are speaking up about this because... This has gone on for too long. We can't keep trying to rationalise the things that have been done to black women because, oh, it's black women, they can handle it. No, no. And then for the fact that Akon now comes forward and says, oh, we don't know whether Bill Cosby did it or didn't do it. Motherfuckers, show, instead of you to focus on why you're lonely, yeah? Instead of you to, to be focusing on why you got locked up and they won't let you out, folk, f- shut your mouth. Don't get involved, just shut your mouth. So that just got me really annoyed. And then it's like all of the black men in this circle got together and thought, what kind of fuck shit can we do this week? 
Kanye, obviously, you know, I saw about Kanye's nonsense when he was on TMZ and he was talking about, oh, you know, 400 years of slavery. I mean, at that point, 400 years, that's got to be a choice. You fool. Look at your mouth. They should have wired it shut about through the wire. You, no, they should have wired your motherfucking mouth shut because you're chatting shit. 400 years, you're forgetting that we're talking about a system, a system, a power, a force. But somehow, you know, these people were meant to just have gotten up one day and be like, well, that's it for me. I'm done picking cotton. I'm heading out. People were killed for trying to escape. People were killed for revolting. But, oh, you know best because it was obviously a choice. You're the same person that said you went and got liposuction and that's how you got hooked on opioids. Um, you went and got liposuction because you didn't want to be teased on Instagram. Yet somehow you think that you would have had the mental strength. You're criticizing the, you, you would have had the mental strength to resist slavery, but you couldn't resist the the, the 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 insults that you felt that you would get on the internet for your weights that's that's really funny that's really funny uh, people could peer pressure you into getting liposuction but you think you would have been able to somehow overcome and rise above the pressure that was there for people to stay enslaved because otherwise they would have been killed because they were actually viewed and literally put down as property you're a fool you're a big fool and keep submerging your your stupid head into the the vacuous pit that is the vagina of kim kardashian do that and shut your mouth and never get involved in anything again that other people are talking about because you clearly don't know what you're talking about you fool and you're not getting the straw because i'm saving the straw for something more worthwhile so moving on to straw of the week aka suck your mom straw of the week goes out to all of the white women that felt uh, that have felt that it is okay to call police on black people just for being black so i have three examples this week all from america but let's all remember that stormzy also had the police called on him when he moved into a new area because the people in that area felt that because he's a black man he was also um, he was obviously burgling his own home you know because burglars obviously break into homes and then sleep there so Stormzy has experienced this in, in, in Britain and so many other black people have ex, um, experienced similar things. But the three cases I'm looking at this week are in America. And it's important that it's in America because the police brutality is so, so wild there. So the fact that these white women are doing this, I can't view them as anything less than murderers or uh, attempted murderers. Because why else? When you see the news and you know what's happening to black people at the hands of police, why would you think that it's OK to do anything of the sort? So um, let's start with the Airbnb ladies. So three black um, Airbnb guests checked out of their the um, house that the, they were staying in and they were wheeling their things over to their car and leaving the premises. And a white woman looked over at them. They looked at her and they kept shit moving. By the time they got outside, got to their cars, seven policemen were waiting for them. Because the lady had said that she felt that they, she thinks that they were burgling or they were doing something untoward that they shouldn't have been doing there. So this is what was said. The attorneys, um, so let me just start from the beginning. So after all of this was said, they said, white woman, why did you call the police on these girls? Because they didn't smile or wave at me. Now, 
my whole premise about why people call white people, why white people call police on black people, it's not about their safety. They don't give a shit about their safety because daily they are jumping off cliffs and doing the maddest things all in the name of avoiding seasoning their food. They're doing wild things daily. So you can't tell me that they care about their own safety at all. They're doing it as a form of control. If you can call police on someone, you're trying to keep them in line, in check, in the way you think that things should be. And that's part of gentrification. And it's just so fucking sick. So the attorneys of the guests said um, a woman called uh, Rialto, um, California authorities, said she made the call because the departing guests didn't wave or smile at her. The attorney said they have a right not to smile. And we don't want to live in an America where black people are forced to smile at white people to preserve their lives. The three black guests, Kelly Fife Marshall, Denisha Pendergast and Komi Oluwa Olafimiho, um, were all traveling with a fourth guest who is a white woman. But according to their attorneys, the neighbor only told the police about three suspicious black people. Police previously said the caller was an elderly white woman. And that should have been an automatic evidence. Um, that should have been automatic evidence to them that this issue, this call was racially motivated by this woman. That's what the attorney said. Now, the attorneys want the woman held accountable and are calling for the Rialto Police Department to conduct an investigation into officers' actions claiming their clients' constitutional rights under the 4th and 14th Amendments were violated. The group checked out of their Airbnb on April 30th and were dragging their luggage to their car when police showed up and told them to put their hands in the air. They tried to explain to officers that they were renting an Airbnb, but officers didn't believe them and detained them for between 20 and 45 minutes. The attorney said, well, that's what the attorney has told us. And she said that five, um, then five marshal said she'd seen the neighbor watching them, but didn't see her wave or smile at them. And she and Prendergast, uh, Pendergast had joked about the fact that the neighbor was going to call the police because she saw them um then um Prendergast said let us acknowledge this history this heritage and this legacy that we have all inherited as black and white people of this world how are we going to reimagine ourselves for our children and for the children of our children um the incident has been held up as just the um the latest in recent weeks in which people of colour were racially profiled and have been arrested or detained by police for seemingly, for seemingly innocuous acts. So see what I said about control. That's what it is. White people are so used to subservience from black people. They expect that when you see them, this is why they use words like uppity and rude and angry and things like that, or overconfident or chip on your shoulder. When you stand in your personhood, when you stand in your own greatness as a divine being on this earth, when you just stand as who you are, they get so upset because there's something in them that says that no you should be like oh yes thank you master thank you so much master thank you ma'am oh god yes yes no fuck you so because they didn't did you smile and wave at them because that would have been different if you smiled and waved at me and then i didn't smile or wave back cool i mean i'm not calling police but cool but the fact is you didn't even smile or wave but you expected them to smile or wave because what because what they're your little nigger slaves fuck you whoever the woman was you take all of the straws if you are an elderly lady i hope that you use the straws and you choke and you die because you're a horrible horrible person putting other people's lives at risk and you don't even care and it's 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 from a very petty place very petty just because they didn't smile at you wow wow and so that's one case leading on to another case um a black yale graduate student another nigerian girl 
she decided to take a nap in the dorm common room um, of, you know, her uni, her college, as you guys would call it in America. So she's taking a nap there and a white student decided to call police on her. At She's in the uni. She obviously pays the same fees that you pay. She decided to take a nap in the common room. You didn't like it because how dare this little nigger bitch be taking a nap here? This is she, why does she feel so comfortable? No, I'm calling police. So um, a black Yale University graduate student was interrogated by campus police officers early Tuesday after a white student found her sleeping in the common room of their dorm and called police. The black student, Lola de um, Signobola, um, posted two videos of the encounter to Facebook where they've been widely viewed and drawn thousands of comments. She wrote, I, oh, she said, I deserve to be here. I pay tuition like everybody else. An annoyed Siobola told responding officers in one video after they asked for her ID, I'm not going to justify my existence here. And that's it. Again, we come back to control. You decided to call police because you wanted to remind her that she, you don't feel like she belongs there. And then the police asking her to prove who she is by providing ID. Why do I need to provide ID? Like I go here, like I literally go here. No mean girls. I literally go here. Why do I need to justify to you that I deserve to be here? And for that very reason, they want to remind you that you don't deserve to be there when in actual fact you do. So that's sickening in itself. And finally, I don't, I didn't even get the, I'm sure I got the other guy. There was a case of, let me find it. Perfect. The last one is Darren Martin. He used to work for the Obama administration. So he was working all up in the White House and doing all his bits, um, was moving his belongings into an apartment in New York on late Friday night. And a neighbor decided to call the police and say that there was a burglary in process. Um, a former aide of the White House during the Obama administration, like I said, um, he secured a job working for the city and got himself an apartment in the Upper West Side. Um, he planned on moving in earlier that day, but work pushed his plans to 11 p.m. So Martin, a black man, said on Twitter that he had made his way down to the lobby when he was confronted with several police officers who meant business. He says they demanded that he let them into the building and he soon found out that they were there to investigate a reported breaking and entering with a, um, with a weapon. Martin's live video of the incident shows one of the officers holding a two-way radio and listening to the dispatcher describe the call. He said somebody was trying to break the door uh, with a possible weapon described as a large tool. Um, there are fewer moments less dignifying than at the scene when the police and witnesses assess you to determine if you committed this crime or perceived crime when you know that you didn't. That's what he said on the video as well. Um, so after a while, they decided that he wasn't breaking into his own home and um, they went. But that situation could have been life threatening. And so Martin says, like, look, fam, they were just doing their job. But he took aim at the caller. He said, I think someone made a very dangerous assumption. Police are responding to a call for an armed robbery. So they're going to come in full force. He noted that his skin color coupled with his presence in a gentrifying neighborhood were factors that led to the police being called. There are stats to say that I can't remember what it is, but I think it's roughly 
I want to say about 70% of the times that police, uh, that the white people call police on black people, they usually say that the black person's got an, um, a weapon, even though they actually didn't see one. They just decide that the black person's got a weapon. Now, this is New York City where shit is hot all of the time. So you telling the police that you see a black man with a weapon breaking into somewhere don't be surprised when they come in there literally guns are blazing because of what you said only that they'll discover that the person didn't even have a weapon he's trying to break into the into the door with a weapon what the he's fucking key he's fucking key to get in like it's so scary that this happens and again it's control why is a black man even in this building yuck no he must be burglarizing because the black man doesn't deserve to live in a nice area and they'll continue doing shit like this to remind you that they don't want you there. Now, I would like to see which neighbor called that police because every day, every day I would I would do the biggest shit in front of their door. I, I would I would piss all over their front door. I would do the worst things because how dare you? Like you literally risked someone's life like they could have been killed based of what of what you said. Like they came to burgle the place with boxes boxes wild absolutely wild so my straw just goes out to every white person that has thought it was completely okay to call police for no other reason than just oh my god there's a black person here and I don't feel comfortable I know that there was a story of two Native American students who were on a tour of a college and a white woman who was also on a tour with her child she called the police to say that there were two Native Americans there and she felt very uncomfortable when they were viewing the college as well because they also planned to go to college it, it it's getting out of hand it's gone too far this shit can't run any longer it's actually disgusting and i'm sickened i'm sickened that this but then historically it makes sense you know because police have only ever been there for white people's safety because black people as far as they that as they know they came into contact with them as property and i've said this on the show before so therefore they're instinct will always be to protect and uphold whiteness everybody else black people especially they don't care like you are property anyway whatever i'll shoot you in a second like we've got literal recordings police dash cam recordings of police officers saying we wouldn't shoot you ma'am we only kill black people there's a there's a recording of a police officer saying that on video on camera so what more at this point do you want what how much more proof do you need it's i mean i'm glad that you the united nations have now realized that the uh, brutality in the uk the death uh, the amount of deaths in custody police custody of black people is absolutely wild and i hope that they actually do take um action about it because something needs to be done all of this shit has gone on for for too long so yeah um white people out there calling police for no good reason whatsoever suck your mothers profusely because i know that historically it was black women that had to breastfeed you because your mothers were useless but i need you to find your actual mothers and suck them dry yeah thank you very much so that is the end of this week if you want to follow me follow me on at say your mind pod or at kolechnikov um send your letters to s y m 
at kalechiokafor.com. If you send me videos that you want me to view on Instagram or Twitter, I will just ignore you. I just won't respond. But if you want me to mention anything magnificent, so you mad or straw of the week, definitely send them through to me on um on that email address, sym at kalechiokafor.com. I will be making some extra content now. I'm moving on to speaking about Gemma. Um Lowy is her name. Gemma Lowy Hamilton. She's an agent. She's a theatre and film agent in the UK who put up a post on her Facebook, well, in a um, in the private Facebook group where she said, I'm bored of breakdowns asking a black and minority ethnic, uh, asking for black and minority ethnic actors, casting them because of the color of their skin, because it adds that va va voom to the cast list or their skills in performance. And now I see a breakdown for uh, BAME, only that, um, for BAME only, that are actors and musicians, is putting talented white performers out of work. I think it stinks. Thoughts? So we're going to be discussing this because obviously Gemma is an absolute pussy clutch. She's a dickhead and she's allowed to be an agent in this country. And meanwhile, she's hating on her black performers that she has on her books, her black clients. So we'll be discussing that in the extra content. And that's going to be on uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Kalechi And the next bit was um, a tweet, whether it's fake or not. I find it really interesting. The responses that men have given to this tweet where the guy said, my wife is a stripper and she cheats on me often but it's a requirement for her job to do so. She recently gave birth to another man's child, but I forgave her. It made our love stronger. We as men need to start forgiving women who cheat on us to break this double standard. And I think the amount of men that are crying in these mentions, like, what the fuck do you mean? If a woman cheated on me, I would leave. That's funny because when men cheat on women continuously, you guys don't have that same vum, that, that, that same vum, that same vim. You don't have it. But, you know, that's going to be covered shortly in um, the extended video. But, Otherwise, thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, you're all baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries. Live your best life, baby persons. Um, I've been Kelechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Suck Your Mom. Peace! It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind